What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back for another episode of Black News, a podcast where we break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. Now let's get into it. So the BET Awards were held this weekend, this Sunday in sunny, finally sunny Los Angeles, California, because in case y'all did not know, we have been basically living in Seattle, Washington for the past mm, nine months. Y'all know how Tony, Tony, Tony said it don't rain in Southern California. That was definitely the case. I've been out here 13 years. And it'd be sunny. Yeah, we'll have like June gloom and things, but mm, weather fantastic. At the back end of 2022, yo, the weather, it was storming weather, flood. We had lakes being revitalized in the state that were considered ancient and and a part of history as being a former lake and had been in a drought for uh, decades, even a hundred some years. And in Southern California, it's been cloudy and cold. Let's keep it a buck. But this past weekend, the, the Lord saving savior, Jesus Christ decided to shine his light upon the BET awards this weekend. And it's a lot to unpack. Okay. It's a lot to unpack. First I'm old. There's certain things that reiterate that for me and don't nothing reiterate you being elderly, like not knowing none of the new artists, like kind of recognizing them because you saw them on the shade room, but not knowing none of their music, having to Google like, who is this little girl? Like, Like don't know none of them except the old heads that were featured in the hip hop 50th anniversary celebration tribute. I knew them. I knew all of them. I didn't know none of the new, the new people. So it's safe to assume that I was watching it just in a state of confusion slash nostalgia. I was toggling back and forth between the two, but I ain't going to even hold you. This year's award show, it felt very chaotic. And I'm not, I'm saying I love and respect BET. I have friends and associates who worked or have worked for the network. Um, I would love to partner with them in some capacity in the near future. But when we're talking about the BET awards specifically, we really need to get into what it has turned into. And again, the, the first word that came to my mind is chaotic. Now, part of that is there were no, uh, hosts. I mentioned months back that we are currently in a writer's strike. Writers write everything. Yes, there's copy to toss from like the stage to a commercial package. MC Light can at this point write her own like teases and and, and kind of format of, of what she needs to say because she's been doing voiceover for BET shows for so long. But The host is what keeps the flow going. It keeps the jokes. It tosses from presenter to um, performance. All the people that come out and and talk and make jokes, uh, talking about the nominees, all of that, that's written by writers. 
And in solidarity with the writer's strike, there are no writers for these shows. We saw that with the Tony Awards that was, I believe, last month where there were no writers for that either. And word on the street is that Taraji P. Henson was scheduled to host, but in solidarity with the Writers Guild, she decided to not host this year. Shout out to Taraji for standing firm and standing down, 10 toes down, um, because we got to get, if, if, if we need to get our money. People in Hollywood that's working, we need to start getting our coins. So Taraji knows that she did right by not hosting. But with that, it just left like a lot of like, dead air they had kid capri kind of ushering in the the flow and the rhythm of the show but at one point he didn't even know he was up next he wasn't behind the dj booth he was trying to hurry up and get set up earphones was like half on half off like poor thing was just thrown to the wolves in that position so it just led to there being a feeling of it not being adequately curated but it just while I love, I'm a child of hip hop. I am a child of hip hop. I keep saying this, I've been saying this. I've been listening to rap music since I was too young to be listening to rap music. We scratched up our Fat Boys vinyl when I was a young child because people were scratching and we thought it was just as easy to put the record on the turntable and scratch it. I had rap music, I used to give my older friends money so they can go buy me the the Tupac album or, um, you know, Biggie Smalls, Life After Death and all of these things. I used to smuggle my way into buying these albums because I was too young because I was literally a child growing up with hip hop, watching all of the videos on Rap City, watching them all on Yo! MTV Raps, writing, me and my homegirls, writing down the lyrics to uh, Tupac shed so many tears because we had to get the lyrics right. I'm talking about, I've been raised by the culture. So while it's great to see all of these different segments and things honoring the anniversary, I need some, I needed to be a, some of it to be a little more like organized. Like these were some of the most randomly curated segments. Now, I think they were at one point in the BT where there was like, I guess it was like a dance, like a segment honoring rappers or hip hop artists that contributed to dancing within the, the genre. So they brought out Kid and Play, then tossed Justin Combs. Like who goes from Kid? Then to 69 Boys, then the Soldier Boy. Like I get what, what I get the point, but I would like, I think hip hop just deserves just more, if that makes sense. Now we are a week away from Essence Festival and there is supposed to be a tribute to hip hop at the Essence Festival. I'm hope I'm not going this year just cause I, I want it out. I'm going to say my thoughts about why I'm not going. Cause every year I'll be bitching and complaining about not being there. You already know me. And I'm going to watch live on Hulu because, you know, they're going to stream, stream some of it on Hulu. Shout out to Hulu. So I'm, I'm hoping that, that the curated segments there really honor hip hop and the culture. I even saw my girl EVE going to be there. Y'all knew something. Y'all knew I love me some Eve. I used to be rapping the, 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 the pit bull in the skirt, rapping so hard. So I'm hopeful of what can still happen. But it's just a part of me is just kind of like, ah, we deserve so much more. And, and adding, 
I want us to start inserting heavy D into the conversation about celebrating hip hop. We be seeing all these tributes and all these people popping out and people be talking about rest in peace, so-and-so rest in peace, so-and-so where the rest in peace, heavy D where the overweight lover getting where he get, when he going to get his shine. I don't care what, who you are, which I don't care. Heavy D has cemented himself as a part of hip hop history and should be honored. So I'm just putting the pen out, putting a pen in that and putting that out there that the overweight lover deserves some respect. Now back to the awards overall, there were some good moments. Again, all of when all the old heads came out, I was locked in. Busta Rhymes finally got the Lifetime Achievement Award. And from the speech to the performance, he, he it was just top tier. Okay. One thing about Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes is the epitome of what a superstar and music is, right? He just got it. Always had it. He always had it. He has charisma, stage presence. He's charming. He got bars. He can actually rap because sometimes you can have bars, but you really can't good at like rap. It's, I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I'm talking about. He has, he's creative. He has always had great collaborations. He has no problem letting other people shine. He is loved by his peers and respected. He literally is, when you think of like hip hop star, music star, Busta Rhymes is the perfect example. And let me add, Busta Rhymes in his 50s was up there rapping with no backing track, you know, the tracks with the vocals for full on what felt like 20 minutes, nonstop entertainment. Okay. Shout out to him. The Migos got back together minus takeoff, who was unfortunately murdered uh, sometime either this year or last year. But y'all know Offset and Quavo had some beef. They wasn't seeing eye to eye. It was getting nasty. It got bad. They surprised the crowd and performed together in memory of their brother slash cousin slash friend, uh, play cousin, and, 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 and that is takeoff. Great. It was a great performance. And adding, I would love for Offset to be able to really shine on stage because we keep seeing clips of his performances and how he is on stage. The boy got stage presence. I really want Offset to find his lane and be given the opportunity to really perform because I think he'd be fantastic at that. There were a lot of women in hip hop who performed this year. Y'all remember back in the day, you maybe have gotten, you would have got one. Now I think somebody tallied, there were like eight women, new current rappers who were on stage, which is huge. And we've been seeing this, we've been seeing this and in, in like um, on social media and people just having this type of discussion. The women in, in rap, they pretty, they outshining the dudes. They got more swag. They got more creativity. They really out here with these bars. It's really the year in the years of women in hip hop, which I'm loving. But with that, it's a couple things that I would love to see. You know, as a comic, you, you got to be on stage every day. Now, especially in the early years, as you get older, that's not really feasible. And I mean, older in your career, but when you first starting out, what, what could be considered, considered a form of artist development is open mics, doing small shows, 
bar shows. Hell, I performed on a park bench in front of some homeless people at one point because you just had to get some stage time. You just had to practice, practice your craft and them jokes. You had to get them jokes off. So for comedy, there is a form of artist development that happens. In music, there used to be a form of artist development that happened. The good thing about Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, especially people like Method Man in particular, Wu-Tang used to be hitting that road. They would be doing them pole dunk, hood city, club performances, dates all over the East Coast and the Midwest for years before they started to get to the, to the huge stage. That's how Method Man, people like Method Man and Red Man got so good. That's how Busta Rhymes got so good. Even when you think about more current, T.I. and Jeezy. T.I., Jeezy, when they came out, they was hitting that road, doing club dates, doing small venues, working their way up to stadiums. And then they kind of got a chance to really shine and show all of the work that they put in. Artist development, record labels used to make sure artists were developed. They used to make sure that they were ready to perform in front of mass crowds. They would make you hit that road. Now, because the roadway to stardom is so short or the runway rather, there's really no time for artist development. We watch people being developed on large stages and large platforms, which is a disadvantage to them as far as skill set, but it's an advantage to them in regards to money. And I'm adding that point because it seemed like a lot of new artists just ain't put enough work in to be considered great live performers. The first step is to learn how to perform without the backing track, the track with the vocals. You don't need, that's take stop performing with the vocals. I remember Jay-Z popped in at, um, Jermaine Dupree did the So So Deaf 20th anniversary concert in Atlanta and Jay-Z surprised the audience. Go to YouTube and check it out. And JD put on Money Ain't a Thing and it had the track with the vocals. And Jay-Z kept stopping and being like, I'm sorry, I just don't, I just don't fuck with the vocals. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not performing over the vocals. When Jada Kiss kept stopping the Lox's verses against D-Block or kept chiming in mid, like, and during the, like the, the breaks to say they performing over, over the vocals, y'all could have just stayed in the car and listened to, listened to Apple Music. That's what that is. Step one. Stop performing over the vocals. Step two, shout out to people like Tiana Taylor, who are, who's out here working with artists, developing their live shows, getting them together and making sure that they're on point for these large performances that these stars, these new stars are getting access to at a very young stage in their career. Cause you can literally go from TikTok to Coachella. Now you ain't headlining Coachella, but you getting that, that 1 PM spot on Friday, you getting that 1 PM Pacific time spot. And that's a huge stage. So bring back artist development. We might even need to bring back gatekeepers. Listen, say what you want about the ills of the industry and industries. Cause I can loop in other genres within this. Because the artist can go directly to the consumer, they don't necessarily need the approval 
or the green light from, from anybody in order to be successful, make money and to gain a, a, a certain level of celebrity. The difficulty with that is, again, we are now being allowed to consume just anything. And some of it just not this. I'm not hating or I'm not listening. Some of it's just not good. <laughs> like we got to get better, man. We got to get better. I just want us to, as, as black people to continue to strive for excellence we got to keep get better with our craft and with our art so with all of that in mind or in addition to that we need to find a way to get the BET awards back to its level of prominence back to the star-studded night that it historically was there was a time where the BET awards was the place where you would see the pinnacle of black Hollywood. Michael Jackson used to go to the BET Awards. He would perform, make surprise pop-ups. He surprised James Brown on stage at the BET Awards. And I know a lot of uh, black news listeners are somewhat removed from those particular icons. But that is huge. Beyonce and Jay-Z used to be at the BET Awards. Prince, Prince used to be at the BET Awards. He's performed there. Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, our stars used to be at the BET Awards. When I tell you this year, there was no, like, real Hollywood star power. And honestly, now one, they could be, they could be in solidarity from, with the writer strike. Cause I know I've heard a few um, actors who were invited, who did not go because they're not publicly saying this, but because they were in solidarity and they didn't want to get caught out there looking like they was just being shady and not in support. So I respect it, but not even the new Hollywood, black Hollywood guard was there. Like the new guard, like Michael B. Jordan wasn't there. Damson Idris wasn't there. I know it's a touchy subject between those two, but Lori Harvey, she black Hollywood. She current today. Lori wasn't up in the building. Where was, like, where was the cast of Bel Air? Coco Jones was there. She performed, but where was John Boyega? Where are our stars? Where was her? Her wasn't there. Where was like all of these people? And I'm not, and this isn't, I'm not saying this against those people I named. I'm saying this to say some of them probably felt like the BET Awards lost its luster and did not choose to go. I could be wrong. Maybe they weren't invited. Maybe this wasn't on their radar. But there was a time in Black Hollywood where you would see Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith at the BET Awards. They hosted. Y'all remember the, the, the Destiny's Child moment where Beyonce, Michelle, and Kelly brought up um, uh, uh, Magic Johnson, Terrence Howard, and Nelly and did the lap dance to cater to you. Those were huge moments that happened at the BET Awards. 
We got to get back to that. I would love for us to be watching it as at home as a family and the, the, the camera pan to the crowd and we see the new guard in the audience at the BET Awards. I don't know what it's going to take to get to that. Maybe it's new producers. Maybe it's a, 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 a rising in our individual self-respect when it comes to how we look at the BET Awards. But somewhere we lost our way. And I don't like it. I don't like it. We lost our way and I don't like it. And I'm not talking about far out history. The BT Awards was the shit up until maybe a couple of years ago. Something happened. Maybe it's the pandemic. Because you know the pandemic done messed everything up. I'm going to blame the pandemic. I'm open to hearing y'all thoughts on how we can get, get it back to what it was. Then adding... Before we wrap up this, this, this segment, even down to the Tina Turner tribute, even down to the Tina Turner tribute, Tina Turner is a freaking icon. Tina Turner is a living legend. Patti LaBelle, who did her tribute, is an icon and a living legend. And excuse me, Tina Turner was a living legend. She passed away. Poor Patty couldn't even see the, the, the words and didn't know the, the lyrics to Simply the Best. One, two, where was the new guard that was supposed to perform the Tina Turner tribute? Like, what's going on? When they said it's going to be a Tina Turner tribute, y'all know who I thought was going to be out there? Definitely Chloe Bailey. I thought it was going to be Chloe Bailey and Fantasia. And a gospel singer. Because you know they always got to throw a gospel singer up in there. One of the new ones. Yolanda probably busy. But I thought it was going to be one of the new ones. I was I was like, oh yeah, they go definitely going to. Chloe going to come up out here. She be dancing and singing. She got them hips. She can move. Chloe, oh, it's going to be Chloe for sure. Fantasia going to get up there and be screaming. She going to do um, Rolling on the River. She going to do Proud Mary. I know it. They weren't there. They weren't even there. So we just all around got to do better. We got to do better. And I'm sorry if this was like a 20 minute vent session, but I want all of us to get on the same page and to shift our perspective and minds back to black excellence. I'm not saying I never thought I'd see today where the NAACP awards has outshined or starting to outshine the BT awards. The black music honors that well, I think was on Bounce TV it was a little better. Like something happening. And adding, I love me some NAACP awards. That's I really want me an NAACP award. That's what I want to win. I don't know what's going what's going to be for yet. It's going to be something in the arts, but I'm gonna give me one of them. I really want one. So let me know what your thoughts are about all of this. Did you watch? Did you not watch? I know y'all saw some clips on social media. Were you as excited and happy for Busta Rhymes as I was? Hit me up and let me know. You can find me at Canelia on social media. Y'all, the new rap beef is Pusha T versus Jim Jones. Who would have thought, man? Yo, who who would have thought that Pusha T, Pusha Terrence, and Jim Jones would be beefing as far as hip-hop battles and just talking cash shit who would have thought not me was it you not hey not me maybe you did not me 
So in case y'all missed this, because it was easily miss missable, Jim Jones was doing some interviews on radio and podcasts and hip hop outlets where somehow he was asked about his like top 50 top hip hop artists of all time. And as, and I now keep in mind, I didn't listen to the totality of these interviews. I just saw the clips on social media, but if I'm not mistaken, the question about Pusha T being included in that, Jim Jones on multiple occasions was doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on the fact that Pusha T is not like top 50 best rappers. Don't got no hits. Shouldn't be on the list. Like I'm talking about straight up saying Pusha T just ain't it, ain't on it. I also didn't see if Jim Jones put himself on the top 50 list because that will be wild. If Jim Jones said Push your T not on there, and he is. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm just throwing that out there. Wow. But we thought, okay, this gonna die down. At least I did. It was like, you know what? This gonna die. Down. Push your T busy. He gonna put out some new a uh, new album, and it's, we gonna be back to want to be selling bricks. Like it's gonna be this. He gonna put out that that he gonna put out that cocaine music, which we all love. Because one thing about Pusha T, he going to rap about selling some drugs, okay? He going to find a new way to get you excited about unlawfulness. But I don't, Black News Podcast, we do not condone crime, okay? We do not condone crime. So I thought it was dead. Done a conversation, Jim Jones, you crazy. Ha ha, boy, you crazy. Well, last week, Pharrell Williams, who is now the like um, in-house or interim designer or collaborator for Louis Vuitton had his fashion show in Paris star-studded attendees Beyonce Jay-Z Zendaya Meg Thee Stallion Jared Leto Kelly Rowland I'm talking about they was out in Paris and a double side note though them Louis Vuitton pieces that they did for all design they hard I'm not usually the one to see stuff on the runway and be like, oh, that's cute. Cause sometimes it just be looking mad crazy. I ain't gonna even hold you. Some of that be looking mad crazy. But them Pharrell Louis Vuitton pieces, yo, them jackets, that whole line is hard. I mean, I was up here looking at it online. Like y'all got to find me an extra $30,000 to buy me a coat. But one of the songs that the models were walking out to was a Pusha T song. And then the snippet went viral on social media with him dissing Jim Jones. Dun, 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 it has begun. Now keep in mind, Pusha T has battled the best of them. I saw a list on social media of some of the, the adversaries Pusha T had, and it included Drake, of course, and even McDonald's. Who knew that Pusha T had beef with McDonald's? Cause I missed that. You gonna beef with Mickey D's? It's safe to say the boy ain't never scared. So when I heard it, I was like, oh, here we go. It's over for Jim Jones. Oh, oh, remember Pusha T was the one that exposed Drake for having a son. We didn't even know he had a child until Pusha Terrence came out and said, you got a son. Well, it wasn't over. Jim Jones responded with a diss track of his own. Now, granted, I did not listen yet. But he recorded it outside of Bodega. It was some trash bags in the back, the black tra- New York trash bags. 
It was gritty, grimy. He the braids wasn't freshly done. Like he slept without the do rag again. Classic Harlem Dipset Jim Jones. People saying that we got a a, a a new rap beef. We got a new rap beef. People saying we out here. We haven't got the response with Pusha T because literally Jim Jones just dropped that like maybe a day or two ago. But I'm going willing willing to bet that this gonna go on and on and on and on. Now, I don't know who is still in Dipset with the camp, who is involved, who cool or whatnot. But if this go old school, Jim Jones going to loop in some of the some of them. But at this point, who are you going to loop in? Sand- Jewels? Cameron? I don't think Cameron even in the mood. He too busy reporting podcasts with, with Mace. But this has the potential to, hey, be the 2023 rap beef. Now, adding, I don't know these two gentlemen. I only know what they rap about, but I just hope that the rap beef stays rap beef. I don't hope that it goes beyond that, that it can stay within the space of the music. Cause you know, sometimes people just step out of bounds a little bit and then it turn, it can turn dangerous. So I'm, I'm hoping that it don't go there. I want it to just stay, stay straight on and on albums on the rat on wax. Like they used to say back in the day. Okay. But overall, who y'all got? Who y'all got? Y'all got Jim Jones or y'all got Pusha T in this? Have y'all even listened to the to the both out both uh disc records? I haven't. I'ma listen, but without hearing it and just hearing snippets, I'ma go with Pusha T. Let me know your thoughts on it though. Who you got? Pusha Terrence or Jimmy Jones? Uh hit me up uh with your thoughts. On this week's episode of Black News, we recapped the 2023 BET Awards and just discussed the 50th anniversary of hip hop performances and our overall hope for the future of the awards ceremony. We also gave a quick recap of the Pusha T versus Jim Jones rap beef. Hit me up. Let me know what you thought about all these topics or none. And I'll check back with you guys next time. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thanks again. Thank you. And thank you again so much for sticking with us, supporting the podcast, liking and subscribing on all apps where podcasts can be heard, rating five stars and leaving a comment. It helps more than you know. So I really, really appreciate it. And keep sharing Black News with all of your friends and family. Be sure to hit me up on social media if you got ideas for topics. Or just hit me up in general to let me know you've been listening. Let me know your thoughts. I'm at Cornelia on all platforms across the board. That's at Cornelia like Kenny and Ophelia. Also check my website. I got some shows coming up in Los Angeles County. Hopefully get on the road soon. But for now, if you're in the LA area, hit me up. Check Cornelia.com for show dates and details. And as always, thanks again so much guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. Keep supporting, keep growing, keep building, keep staying safe and keep staying healthy. As always, again, I'll see you back here next time. Same time, same place. Bye.